from Chimera by Mira Grant. We're all monsters. Being a monster is not the same as being a bad person. It just means that you're willing to eat the world if that's what you have to do to keep yourself alive. This is Gothic. The Gothic Podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama. As such, it contains material, including our jokes, that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is part two of Hospital of Horror. If you haven't listened to part one, you might want to go back and do that. You know, That probably means you haven't listened to a lot of the episodes. You should go listen to all of them. Yeah, go do that now. We'll wait. Welcome back. Let's pick up where we left off. LJ, you begin pushing Dr. Grace out into the hallway. Nathan, you are waiting for the little girl to finish her note. So Nathan and the little girl are not yet out in the hallway, LJ. That section is now dark. Doorway is now dark. A candle has gone out. What? No, this is the wrong game, Patrick. What? What? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't I mention that I was playing ten candles over here? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Please check us out on our holiday specials. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What do you do, LJ? I don't know if I have anything to do. Um... (sighs) Did you want to use another hold? You had three. I will take to protect the victims then. Red and the little girl. Best way to protect the victims. Through the dark section, LJ, down at that end of the hallway, you see how where it seems to open up larger. It seems to open into uh, perhaps a nurse's station. Get to more people is your first thought. I kind of want to use two different moves at this point. I'm deciding on which one to use. You know what? I'm going to take the what could go wrong and dart off to Red's room, the room that Red went into, and try to see what the hell is up. Okay. What does the move do? Uh, Whenever you charge into immediate danger without hedging your bets, hold two. You may spend your hold to one of three options. Nathan and the little girl are starting to come out of the room, well, coming toward the door as you go into the room, LJ. Uh, LJ's in the doorway, Nathan. Oh, uh, uh, hey, uh, look here, it's time to go. There's my, there's my good friend, LJ. Hey, uh, come on, little missy, let's, uh, let, let's go. Hey, uh, we can leave the note right here at the nurse station. Grab Gracie, I got the little girl, and I'll pick her up and throw her on my shoulder. You ran heedlessly into the little girl's room. You left Dr. Grace behind. So, Grace, what are you doing? I can wheel myself along after him. Okay, my first hold two, I will take the plus two forward on an act under pressure roll and try and convince Red Winters to grab Gracie's wheelchair, move it along, and pick up the little girl and throw her on my shoulder. 
I would say that that's actually a manipulate someone, but I don't know that you could probably just ask him. Yeah, I could, but I'm cool with manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Red's still a little disoriented, and so, sure, go ahead and uh, roll manipulate someone. Okay. But your, your plus two only works if it's an act under pressure, right? Ooh, that's a good point. On an act under pressure. I will hold that one then. I will hold both of them for now then. And I will take the seven that I rolled. Tell me what it is you are trying to do again. No problem. Help Gracie as I grab Red and shove her towards Gracie. And in the direction opposite from the darkness that is encroaching. And I will pick up the girl and grab him. Farm and hold. Baby carry whatever. Depending on how big this girl is. Try to move opposite that direction following Red and Gracie. Okay, roll your act under pressure then. Because that's a lot of things, and that's your act under pressure. That's my act under pressure. I will use my plus two on that then. I didn't need it, but that's cool. Um, Let's see, ten plus... So you shove Red toward uh, Dr. Grace. You grab up the girl and throw her over your shoulder. You turn to the others and say... Let's get out of here. Yes, I do. Uh, Nathan will grab the back of the wheelchair, which helps steady him as well. Start to push. All right, come on, Professor X. Let's go. (laughs) Grace looks distinctly grouchy about being called Professor X. (laughs) You start wheeling down the uh, corridor. There is one thing, probably not a problem at all. Hopefully not. Oh, great. I'm sure it's fine. They're in pursuit. This is fine. Ethan Cray isn't in the hallway any longer. Mm. Uh, Worries for another day. (laughs) Nathan, you're pushing Dr. Grace. Uh, Go ahead and give me one more act under pressure there, Nathan, because you are still dazed and confused. Uh, That is an 11. Nice. You are rapidly uh, regaining your strength. It's the boot. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally the boots. Dude. It's completely the boots. You have regained most of your strength there, Nathan, and you push the wheelchair at speed down the hallway. LJ running close beside, barefooted, not wearing any any boots. suitable boots. <laughs> boots. <laughs> boots. <laughs> He's got no boots. LJ, in the darkness there, it's not total darkness because it's it's just deep shadows because there is light back behind you and there is light in front of you there's just this one section of corridor where there isn't but you you do spot a uh, a fireman's axe and hose <laughs> in a glass case on the wall of course he does <laughs> do you wish to stop and break glass in case of emergency I will break that mofo glass. (laughs) So, Dr. Grace, LJ seems to be in the throes of some sort of great anxiety. How are you seeing this? Are you, I mean, as far as you know, they're just having some electrical problems here. (laughs) Well, you know, our lives have been awful wacky. Uh, That's a scientific term. Awful wacky the past few uh ever and um you know i i'm i'll take lj at his at his word 
by which I mean body language, that he's really freaked out by something, and I am going to trust him, get out of there first, and uh, ask questions later. Two of you skid into the light, uh, Nathan and Dr. Grace, uh, with the girl still thrown over you and a fireman's carry. LJ, you get to um, get that uh, get that axe out. You, how do you break it? How do you break the glass? There's a little hammer that goes with it. Just use that, or do you use your elbow, or do you use the kid? What do you What do you do? How do you break the glass? <laughs> just with the back of her head. Not the kid. Like... <laughs> what? No, um, listeners of the Gothic Podcast, we do not condone. We do not condone using children as battering rams. We totally do. We totally condone this. It depends. Patrick's Patrick's word is law. Law. Um, you know what? I'll just go with a regular kick some ass on the glass. I don't, I don't, yeah, you don't need to roll kick it's, some ass. It's your on turn the glass, to kick but, some glass. All right. Kick some glass. Just yeah. smashing my, just like smashing the back of my elbow into the glass um, and like resting the axe freeze. Like, yeah, I have another one. Yay. <laughs> uh, give me an like, act under pressure. Like, like Zelda. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> act. Act under pressure. Under. under. Pressure. Pressure. That one is no good. Well, okay. I get a plus one. Plus cool. Under pressure. Oh, you're not good. You're not good. It's a six. Oh no! <laughs> it's barely under, and I know how. I don't have anything to help. Yeah, I don't have anything to help. You smash the glass, and I get cut badly. Hit your funny bone. <laughs> you wrestle out the axe, and you have it in your hand, and uh, the uh, the little girl says. She's she's been surprisingly quiet, having just been thrown over somebody's shoulder with no introductions or <laughs> or any preamble whatsoever. And she goes, "You know what the hardest part about being hurt is? What? What? <laughs> oh no!" And she kind of squirms in your arms until you're kind of forced to hold her uh, and to hold the axe as she um, as she looks up at you and says. The painful part is talking without a face, and you see that her entire what? face is gone. No! <laughs> oh my god! And then she fades away. What? Okay, that's better what? than me having to hit her with the axe. I am much more happy with the creepy girl having a blank <laughs> face and fading away than hitting her with the axe, because I don't know if I could sleep tonight. Minus one okay. forward. <laughs> Minus one? Yeah. Okay. It's just on your next roll. It's not ongoing. It's just minus one forward. Somewhere uh, as we're running, you hear the clump of Nathan's boots, and he's like, I tried to warn you. <laughs> the other two of you are in the nurse's station. You are looking around. It is brightly lit here, although the lights are flickering, uh, but you don't see anyone. There's no nurse at the... Uh, nurse's station. That bodes well. I mean, he wasn't planning on stopping, was he? Shall we keep going? <laughs> uh, there is, however, uh, blood on the nurse's station. Oh! Can I wheel myself around and look behind the counter? Oh, you absolutely may. I would like to do that. Are you investigating? Maybe. You're investigating a mystery. That's a nine. Nine total. Hold one. Mystery. Well, uh, I'd say the very first question, what happened here, is what I'm looking for specifically at this moment. Always a good one. It's easy to see 
what happened here. The sole nurse sitting at her chair. You, Dr. Grace, you see the blood splatters. You can see, you can almost replay it in your mind what happened. She was on the phone. The phone receiver is hanging down. There is a a empty tone coming from it. She heard something. She turned in her swiveling chair, and then whatever it was that she heard ripped her face off. Great! And she slipped Great. out of the chair. That's wonderful! <laughs> and down to the floor, where she writhed around for a while before finally bleeding out and dying. Anyway, are we in a Nick Cage movie? Like I said, we gotta go, man. To take her face off. <laughs> I suggest we leave immediately. You know, I've just realized we've been gone for quite a while, potentially, and I'm not aware of the uh, situation of the police in this town, but we should perhaps think about alerting them as well. Oh, you know the police in this town. Yeah, but we've been gone for like ever. The, the last we knew about the police, uh, Homeboy's uh, chest had caved in around uh, Jacob's hands that one time. That's also true. Never mind, you don't know squat about the police. We don't know anything. <laughs> All right, well, what are you actually doing? Fleeing! Run away! Run away! Run away! Run away! You see also on the wall a big numeral two next to the elevators. You're on the second floor. Oh, I don't suppose anyone wants to ride the elevator down with me. Whatever gets us out of here, man. I mean, it's kind of a day full of bad ideas. I say we do it. All right. Assuming it works, I'll go over and punch the uh, down button. The light comes on. <laughs> this is not the musical episode. <laughs> but it's an elevator. There has to be music. <laughs> Ethan Cray comes stumbling out of the shadows of the hallway that you just came down. Right. He is rumpled. He no longer has his hat. And he says, there's something out there. There's something in the, there's something back there. We've got to get out of here. Would you care to wait for the elevator with us, Ethan? Ding. <laughs> and the elevator doors open. There are bloodstains on oh. the wall of the elevator. No! But there are no bodies in the elevator. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> Do you go in? Do you know? I think I'm not too dignified to scoot down the stairs. In a wheelchair. N no, no, no. Out of the wheelchair. Well, since I dropped the girl, I would totally fireman carry Dr. Gracie down the stairs. By the way, Nathan and Dr. Grace, the girl's not with LJ anymore. <laughs> oh, LJ, I suppose nothing horrible happened with that child. Um... Well, the child was not a child. That's I thought that all might I can have been say, the case. man. Kim, I tried to warn you. As I wipe sweat from my brow. The lights go out. Yeah, she didn't make it, man. Um, To the stairs. Let's fucking go. The emergency lights come on. But oh, really, great. it's just a red light here or there and an exit sign over the stairs. Can I lead at this point? Elevator doors close and then open. And then close. Uh, let's go. And then open. 
Yeah, I pick up Gracie and throw her like a backpack, like with her arms, like holding her uh, her forearms like across my chest as like a backpack, and just kind of like heading towards the stairwell. What about you, Nathan? I'm heading that way too. Let's go. I'm getting my legs on. Yeah, ha 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 ha. Ethan's already at the uh, stairwell door. Has already flung it open and is uh, running down the stairs. Can I whisper back over my shoulder to Gracie, do you know where Haven was at? No, I don't. Shit. And just keep trucking. Gotten so used to, she, she she doesn't come into the into the book worlds with us. I've gotten so used to her being here and, and, and safe, in a manner of speaking. Well, we were all on the same floor. Wouldn't she be, wouldn't she be here too? Not necessarily. Something moves in the darkness. <sighs> all right. Well, we'll be no use to her if we turn back and get killed for our trouble. Down the stairs you go. You go down to a landing. You turn on the landing. There's no door or anything. You go down another flight. These are concrete stairs. You go down to the first floor, and you... uh, LJ's in full um, hero mode at the moment. Kicks open the door, and you are looking at a cold hallway stretching out in front of you. There's only one door at the end. Above it, it says morgue. Um, I don't suppose we took a wrong turn. I imagine this is right where we were supposed to be, or meant to be, or oh, hell. Ground floor. (laughs) Exit. That's where we need to be. That's the only way we can go, right? That's a popular place, and everybody's just dying to get in here. Can I use my uh-huh. let's get out of here again and protect someone to get us out the ground floor instead of going down to the morgue? Um, you can try, I suppose. Okay. Protect someone, uh, telling them what to do, or by leading them out, using charm instead of tough. Go ahead and roll. Oh, please be good. Eight uh, plus three. Yes, eleven. You get an extra effect. I get an extra effect? Mm-hmm. You're protecting someone. You don't know from what quite at the moment, but... Oh, there's a couple of good ones. I'll take the impending danger is now focused on me. That's what I thought you would say. All right, so here's what happens. What do you do with Dr. Grace, LJ? Shove her ahead with red... F- uh, you didn't bring my wheelchair. Oh, me. I have Dr. Grace, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) harp sounds, harp sounds, (laughs) flashback that time I grabbed your wheelchair on the way out of the hospital. Ultimately, uh, LJ would be like, get her out of here. I'll be right behind and like take Grace's arms around his neck and like loop them over reds and then shove them down the hallway and turn and face the Whatever is coming. You shove them down toward the morgue? No, toward the exit. You just came down the stairs, so it's back up the stairs. Was there, in fact, a door between the door we entered the stairwell and the door we exited the stairwell? No. So we went straight from the second floor to the morgue? Yes. That's what I was thinking. And they're somewhere between the main floor and the morgue. Who is? The dark whatever that is chasing us. Mm, You don't know. Damn it! You could investigate a mystery and try to go with, um, you know, where did it go? I suck at that. Um, okay. I'll do that. Plus sharp. 
Oh, a big fucking experience. (laughs) 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 The doors to the morgue open. Oh, no. What has opened them, Patrick? The lights flicker all up and down this corridor. They weren't bright anyway. They dim, but they don't go out. And you see this tall figure striding toward you. It's wearing all black, a long black tie, white shirt, black suit. It's all very dapper, but it has no face. Not as in its face was ripped off. It is completely blank. And then, as it strides toward you, it reaches with a somehow blank hand into its inner coat and removes something. It puts the something on its face. And the little girl says to you from beneath its crew-cut hair, I had kind of hoped you would help me, but... I guess you're going to die, too. And then it takes that face off, and beneath, its head splits vertically into a terrible toothed maw. It begins sprinting down the hall toward you. What do you do? Run! There's only one direction, LJ! Yeah, but there's also, what is it? 60 degrees? 90 degrees? (laughs) No. There are the stairs you came down, there is the corridor in front of you, and you have an axe. (laughs) While LJ is contemplating it, what do you do, Nathan? Uh, I want to do my best to to grab Grace and, uh, let's head on into the morgue. I'm sure this will be an adventure. It's coming to us from the morgue. (laughs) Oh, it's coming from the morgue. Okay. There's Uh, only one direction. (laughs) So I would pass Gracie off onto Red and get ready to wield that motherfucking fire axe. And Nathan will grab Gracie and try to head back up the stairs. Oh! You did the protect someone thing with your... With your move, LJ. Yes. So, yes. As you push Grace onto Nathan, and Nathan gets her arms around his shoulder, kind of half choking him because he's not as used to carrying her as you are, and he starts clunking up the stairs in his cowboy boots, you turn toward the thing. What is it that you need? I'm shouting. (laughs) And... Yes, all the danger is now focused on you, just as you chose. Yes. And Dr. Grace, uh, you're turning your head, and, and but now you're at an angle where all you see are shadows, the shadow uh, cast by the dim light in the hallway, and you see a, a shadow of an axe raise up, and then, well, kick some ass there, LJ. All right. I like some ass. Eight. What does your axe do for harm? Axe does three harm hand messy. You slam the axe into the side of this thing. No blood spurts forward, but you cut through the suit and into the fleshiness underneath. It is kind of held there for a moment in front of you, and for a second you think, Maybe you killed it with this one axe blow. But then that 
maw opens again, and a voice that isn't human says, Another gift for the army of my master. It chomps down on your head. Okay. What? <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> for Ow. with its vertical head mouth. <laughs> That's my new band name. <laughs> <laughs> vertical head mouth. <laughs> yeah, rock on. <laughs> Three harm. Ow. Ow. Okay. You wrench your head away, skin being flayed as as it goes. You're going to need a toothpick after me, dude. (laughs) (laughs) On the stairwell, you hear a a very pained, somewhat delirious shout of, you'll need a toothpick after eating me. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to continue running up the stairs there, Nathan? Oh, shit. (sighs) Uh, Nathan will pause a little bit and catch his breath, because, you know, he's been in the hospital. He's been running, and now he's carrying Grace upstairs. Grace isn't a small lady either, so... What do you you think, Doc? Do we keep going leave him alone? Uh, I don't have anything with me. Uh, I don't have any pockets. (laughs) I need need things. I need equipment. Any pencils. Whatever. We're in a stairway. Uh... Go back up to the nurse's station. Maybe I can find something useful there. All right, on up the stairs we go. My intention, so I want to eventually use magic and banish a spirit or curse from the person object replace it inhabits. But I don't have literally anything on me except a <laughs> hospital gown. I just have to hope we can get there before LJ gets eaten. Yeah, it's happened before, man. It's all good. <laughs> you went up two flights of stairs. You crashed through the door. But now you appear to be on the first floor of the Samaritan Hospital. There's a bit of a bustle of activity. The ER is busy from something or another, and that is just across the hallway from this door. There is a uh, reception station right to your right, uh, just down a short hallway, uh, where there's a waiting room and uh, the doors that go out into the parking lot for the emergency room entrance. Uh, There are nurses and doctors and some paramedics here, and the bustle of sound and activity. I'll do the, uh, like, spin around so Dr. Grace, who I'm carrying, can see the room. Well, that's awkward. Uh, You see the stuff you need, or is Uh, that... uh... Go Uh, ahead and do a read a bad situation, Grace. Okay. All right. (laughs) A bad situation I shall read. Oh. Oh, actually... Investigate a mystery. Okay. Because you're kind of looking for what can hurt it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I rolled an 11, and I'm going to ask, I'm going to spend my two hold on what sort of creature is it and what can hurt it. Your mind, swift and intelligent as it is, finally coming back online. Three days is a long time to be unconscious, you guys. You. It's a lot see all of the things that have happened. They click through your your brain in pattern recognition mode. And you realize that this thing is a thing that wants to appear human, that wants to be able to pass among the rest here. Is this similar to the goo people? That's what I was wondering at first. There is... You... 
you don't get a no. You don't get a real similarity between them. You didn't see any fluidity. Mm-hmm. This was mm-hmm. something that stole flesh and wore it, not something that could just become it. But there was something about the suit. There was something about the way that it wore the suit. Not that the suit was fake or anything, but that perhaps, just maybe, like the faces, the suit allows it to be present. Destroy the suit, at least banish the thing. Okay. And at that moment, Ethan Cray... That's what I thought. God ...comes through the front (laughs) doors of the emergency room entrance, looks around rather frantically, sees you, his eyes go a little wide, but then there's almost a sigh of relief that seems to escape him. You can't hear that because he's across a a semi-crowded space. You also see, though, that he's carrying your bag. Oh, thank God. And he bowls it. Oh, thank Jesus. (laughs) And he bowls it across the tile of the emergency room reception area to Nathan's cowboy-booted feet. I will squirm out of any grasp that he might have on my arms, drop myself probably pretty unceremoniously to the floor, and uh, grab the bag. Pop it open, and I'm going to grab everything I can think of out of it that could possibly be used for a banishment. So things that have historically been used to banish all kinds of stuff like uh, rosemary is always a good one, uh, incense, stuff like that. But I'm going to also cover my bases and uh, have things like um, things that could send out like electrical pulses and things and protective stones, all this kind of stuff. I'm going to collect everything up. I'm going to start arranging it in patterns on the floor. Do I know roughly what kind of shape the hospital is, the hospital building? I've probably driven, driven by it. Yeah, it's right on 63, so you have driven by it several times. LJ has driven it by it even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a fairly standard L. Cool. And it's only two floors. Oh, nice. Tell Nathan, just just keep them keep them distracted, keep them off of me for need a minute, and um, start uh, take a piece of black chalk and just drawing the outline of the hospital, and I'm going to try and as above, so below this, and put all of my banishing items at strategic points around the little hospital shape that I've sketched on the floor. And I'm going to use magic and try to banish this thing. While that's happening, uh, Nathan is over on the side. You start hearing the boots clomp. As you realize that, he decides to stroll out to the middle and start line dancing. <laughs> and singing the, the boots. Ethan has somewhat distracted a couple of the security guards by running, you know, rushing in and tossing a bag across the floor. But this, when Nathan <laughs> goes and starts line dancing in the middle of, of the emergency room reception area, may have another effect. <laughs> it's a boot scootin' boogie. Okay, I was wondering if it was that or like the electric slide or even oh going God. back to like the 70s to where we're like... No, like he's even twirling an imaginary partner at this point. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, manipulate someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. All right, let me see. Um, I, I have to find my dice under the cat here. So this may or may not work. Let's see, do we have... We have cat in the way. Okay, never mind. She was camping out on my dice in my <laughs> dice rolling area now. Uh, that's a pretty good roll there. So that is uh, an 11 total. 
Nice. Yes. You have everyone else's attention on you <laughs> who aren't actively trying to save people's lives in the emergency room section itself as Dr. Grace begins drawing on the floor. In the hallway leading from the staircase to the morgue, LJ is locked in battle with this terrible thing, whatever it is. It has just said, another gift for my master. What do you do, LJ? Run away! Run away! (laughs) Everybody else seemed to have moved up to a safe level, so I would try to do my as well. They haven't been gone very long, but maybe you gave them enough of a head start. So let's find out as you, LJ, act under under pressure. pressure. My favorite. Yay. Even though I don't have the greatest cool. <laughs> uh well, it's an eight. Well, you know what seven to seven to nine seven to is. nine is give me a choice. I love the choices. This is my favorite. You are going to break away from it, of course. You succeeded. That's how this works. But in doing so, uh, you will lose the axe. I mean, it's embedded in him. That makes sense. Or you will lose your hospital gown. <laughs> and Naked left LJ, I love Running it. up okay. the stairs wearing only motorcycle skivvies. Awesome. <laughs> which will give you a minus one ongoing to any manipulate someone's until you put clothes back on. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Or, or it gets in one last good bite on you, but not a solid one. Not as solid as it had before. It would be too harm. You know what? I love the idea of naked LJ and the negative going forward. You are there locked in battle with it. You wrestle back and forth across the hallway, smashing into the walls several times during this as you hear your ribs creak, as you feel the blood on your face. You remember multiple times that you are not Lori of the Angels, that you are not Jason Kane, even, that you are just LJ. And Finally, you realize that maybe getting away is going to be your better option because this thing is super strong. And so you try to get out of its clutch as that face, that split face tries to chomp you. And then you hear a tearing. And it's not your skin, but it's the it's the hospital gown as it <laughs> rips away from you. And you run free, the air flowing across your body. <laughs> By some very small motorcycle emblazons. <laughs> oh, yes, they call him the streak. <laughs> He's the fastest thing on two feet. You, LJ, hurry, run up the stairs. But the stairs seem to get longer ahead of you, elongating. You can see at the top of the stairs somehow a weird angle, it's true, but you see Dr. Grace drawing on the floor. You see Nathan, Nathan Winters, (laughs) line dancing. (laughs) And Dr. Grace, use magic. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
I love the idea of Red as the oh, yeah. dancing Excellent. bard. You know, there's people in the CR that are working there that are barely even batting an eye at the craziness because they've worked in an ER for years. I've seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a seven for use magic. Well, you get to choose your effect and a glitch. I get to define the glitch. I would like to banish a spirit or curse from the person, object, or place it inhabits. I'm going to... Okay, so... (laughs) I know that you get to choose the glitch. I would like to suggest... No, you choose the glitch. (laughs) I just get to tell how it... So... (laughs) (laughs) I think that um, I choose the glitch. It has a problematic side effect, which it turns out is that I've uh, unwisely chosen the phrase, I would like to banish every uh, item of clothing known as a suit from this premises. Well, unfortunately, Ethan Cray across the room is wearing a suit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's several people wearing suits. That's fine with me. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And so, yes, several people are suddenly (laughs) naked. Suitless. (laughs) Well, except for their underwear. (laughs) Don't look, asshole. Then LJ is crashing through the stairwell door in his skivvies, <laughs> carrying only an axe <laughs> and covered in blood. Oh, this is a good look. <laughs> in this moment, as the magic goes off, Dr. Grace, you see it. You see what happened. You feel the pressure go out from you from the spell as. It sort of ripples through the hospital, (laughs) taking people's clothes left and right, and that of the creature. And you realize that, well, there's a there's sort of a a bit of a flashback. It um, it takes you back to a time where there were young doctors and nurses in training here, and they're in the morgue, and they are teasing one of their own about staying here in the dark through the night in the morgue. And in the night, this person, they, they, they went for it. They, they did it. But their fear drew something up. Drew something up because as our camera wheels away, this vision granted to Dr. Grace as well, not just to us, the viewer, it wheels away and you see in a space that is a white sheet-lined mining area converted to labs and secret base, you see a chamber that isn't white-sheeted. You see a room in this mine where something has been half-chiseled out of the wall, a box, a box the size of a shed, eight feet to a side, perhaps. Whoa. And as this poor kid stays overnight here in the morgue, maybe a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, maybe a year ago, symbols on the side of the box light up, and this thing crawls out, not from the box, but from one of the shelves in the storage in the morgue. The box activates, and something in the morgue arises. 
And for further developments along these lines, we'll have to wait for a future episode of The Gothic Podcast. Oh my god, that was so much action. That was so scary. <laughs> the Gothic Podcast is a humor and horror actual play podcast produced by C. Patrick Nagel, starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise. Jesse Baldwin, and Richard Southerd. Season 3 of the Gothic Podcast uses rules from the Alien RPG, produced by Free League Publishing and Monster of the Week, written by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. Theme music is by Zoe Hovland and original artwork by Jared George Art. If you enjoy the Gothic Podcast, please like, rate, and review us on iTunes. Visit our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds, and check out our Patreon page. Thanks! Once every other week, we have to we have to boil Jesse in his, <laughs> in his podcasting room. I'm like in the hottest room of the house. Become patrons on our Patreon <laughs> so that Jesse can get new air conditioning. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome! Get Jesse a ceiling fan. <laughs> that would be great.